Before we begin today's episode, we just want to give our condolences to the family, friends, and fans of the legendary Caped Crusader himself, Mr. Kevin Conroy. Rest in peace, Bats. We'll see you on the other side. to a new episode of the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast, episode 41. My name is Jason. With me, as always, the resident Viking, the strong man of Sonoma County. No need introduction here. Mr. Anthony Guzman, how's it going? Thank you. I am nowhere near the strong man of Sonoma <laughs> County. You look like you beat a motherfucker, though. Uh, I, I powerlifted uh, some time ago. Uh, it's been a while. You know, it's funny. Actually, I'm thinking about getting back into it now that winter is coming. I was going to say, have you been going to the gym lately at all? Just or? been doing lightweight shit. Yeah. You know, like Not as hardcore as you were doing before. Yeah, focusing on weight loss. But now I'm like, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I was like, bro, we should like start powerlifting together. Like, I want to get back into it. And I feel like winter is a good time to do like heavy lifting strongman stuff and then like spring and summer is a good time to like lean out do the lightweight stuff and yeah i'm no fitness uh guru i'm not a personal trainer but uh i know i know a thing or two but uh yes. why did you take a step back though you think i mean you're saying winter is a more better time to actually do some more heavier lifting well, yeah, well, gen- generally when people are powerlifting, you you're bulking on more size and so like people always say like oh bulk seasons fall in winter cut seasons spring and summer and so I'm like, okay, like then I think it'd be cool to like power lift and like during the winter then, because like why the fuck not? I mean, there's plenty of powerlifting stuff that happens in the summer, but me personally, I like to power lift more in the in the winter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was thinking that um, a lot more people. I don't know if they seem to be doing like cardio more outside, especially during the winter, or they wait until the summer. Or I'm not much of a cardio man myself. People but. people seem to do more cardio outdoors during spring and summer because it's warmer. Uh, people i guess i i don't as as to whether or not people are doing more cardio now in general i have no idea yeah but um yeah, yeah. You know, I, I see I, people just run out and fucking jogging shorts here in the winter time oh so. i see it i've seen it you know i when i used to uh take the bus to school when i was in eighth grade there was always this dude this older guy buff as shit he would always just run in the mornings so rain snow shine sun heat cold like every morning he was running 
Same dude. Sometimes he was shirtless. Sometimes he had a big old jacket on, but he was always, he had his morning run. So good for that's, him. That's definitely commitment right yeah. there, man. Guy sounds like a psychotic motherfucker, but he was, a, he was, whoever he was, he was a bad motherfucker. He used to run on river road in Guerneville. So whoever you are, you're a bad motherfucker. So we're going to get into, uh, some territory that we were into before a few episodes ago. Uh, we were briefly talking about house of the dragon. I think we covered probably the first few episodes on that episode that we did. Yeah, so I, I know we briefly touched up on the first episode. We did a pretty, like, an in-depth one. Then I know we did another one where we kind of talked about other things. like uh, Yeah, I think it was about TV shows Rings or of Power like and yeah. House of the Dragon and, and everything. So yeah. we're going to recap the entire first season of the show. Um, about 10 episodes. Uh, we might do a little bit more backtracking of the first few episodes we did. Uh, so before we get into that, I wanted to cover up a few things uh, with you. Yeah. Um, so you recently saw a band called Wardruna. And so tell me more about Wardruna because I necessarily, I kind of have a, an assumption of maybe what they sound. I've seen some like YouTube videos or something, but like, tell me about the show. Tell me about the experience and why Wardruna is one of yeah. your favorite bands. Yeah. So uh, if anyone watched Vikings or played uh, the game Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, the uh, singer of Wardruna, Einar Selvik, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, he did a lot of the music for the game and the TV show. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, you know, it's funny. I was in the gym 2016 and I was like, oh, I just looked up like Viking music, Nordic music, you know, stuff that wasn't metal. And the first song that came on was, I'm not going to try to pronounce it in whatever language it's in, but it's, it means rootless tree falls. And, uh, it's a badass song. It's funny. Uh, they played that song during my first episode on American Idol. So that was cool. Um, I was really stoked about that. I remember like when, when my episode aired and like that song came on and I was like, holy shit. Cause it's like a big, it's a big intro song. It's very, it's very like grand and shit. And so, but, uh, yeah, I've been a fan of them ever since. And through them, I found bands like Hyalong, uh, Danheim, uh, you know, all sorts of Viking, you know, it's kind of like that traditional sounding like folk music. Uh, it all started with Wardruna. And so, yeah. That seems to be the thing right now, or I don't know how long it's been going with the folk folk music yeah, that's... it's it's been going on a few years uh highland came out around 2017 um has been around i think since 2014 so it's been it's been around for a while uh, it's it's more popular specifically the last few years because of shows like vikings last kingdom uh the, the assassin's creed game valhalla um but yeah i saw them in uh oakland the oakland paramount theater with big nick um it sucked because like we had to like sit I noticed show. that. I saw some photos. Yeah, it's, like a, it's, it's almost it's like a, an auditorium. It's all seated. It's it's a seated venue. Yeah. And, and I was a little disappointing because like you know that's a band like you want to be standing up and you want to like you know be dancing and pretend like you're on shrooms or, or actually be on shrooms, whatever you're into. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was good. It was you know it was a good show. They you know and <clears throat> as always like uh, it's very theatrical. Like they'll do like a light show and everything and and yeah I I, uh, I had a good time. It's they're a great band. If you like uh, that kind of like nordic kind of folky music like kind of dark and sounds like you know you like the sounds of cold and and winter uh i'd recommend bands like wardruna and Hyalung and danheim and, and yeah well good, good like music. the members of this band are like when you go see them is it like you got you got a whole setup with like guitars and drums and anything like that or? so it's uh it's all folky type stuff so it's all like more traditional instruments like they they'll like they'll play like bones and shit and they have like these old like type of horns don't ask me to name the instruments because i yeah. don't know off the top of my head but they're it's very 
they're they're it's very like stick in a bucket <laughs> yeah well it's just sticking and sticking bones like it's yeah, just yeah. like you know it's it's very like imagine these would be instruments that they would have actually used in those times you know and they do track stuff in they have synth and shit obviously like to make it sound bigger and, and so it's not completely unplugged off the cuff but um yeah as far as like the instruments they play it's way more traditional most of it you know other than like miking the instrument none of it's electric so they don't have like a huge setup like say like not really like a no. big metal band and then these no guys. it's it's like i think it's like five or six people einar is the, the front man and um yeah it's like a few percussionists um they have a female singer um they have a guy who plays like kind of horned instruments guy who plays string instruments uh, and then of course einar who also plays kind of like everything and he sings um very deep voice no not really it's it's more of kind of like baritone uh baritone kind of like baritenor not quite tenor um, it's funny because he, uh, he, like all those guys from Norway and Sweden, like they all started with black metal back in the day. Like when yeah. they were like in their twenties, <laughs> it was all black metal. And he always considered himself, I, I read about this. He he didn't consider himself a great singer. And he's like, yeah, I didn't really like singing for stuff and this and that. But you know, I, I like to sing still, even though I didn't think I was very good. And then like, yeah. And it's funny because like, you know, you can make the argument he's not the best singer in the world. Um, but I think what he does fits perfectly for the music. I also, I mean, he sings on on key i like his tone it, it, it works for what he was doing mm-hmm. um you know not everyone needs to sound like they're doing opera or not everyone needs to sound like harry styles you know like it's funny because like over the last you know we've seen this with you know guys like Jimi hendrix and everybody it's like as long as you sing on pitch your tone doesn't necessarily matter too much it depends on in my opinion it depends on the type of band you're in because look listen to guys like uh, m shadows from, yeah, Vince from Sevenfold. Sevenfold, yeah. he's got this like raspy voice but it's like he sings on key he can do vibrato he's gotten better over the years he screams not as much as he used to but he screams like he's it, it sounds great would he be in a musical theater show like family of the opera fuck no but it's just <laughs> like but i also wouldn't want to hear vocals similar to phantom of the opera in an event sevenfold song it wouldn't fit and so i just i think guys like einar it's like how he sounds fits perfectly with the music he does yeah yeah well, I mean, I recently just seen some music videos um, from a band, like a Mongolian band. Sort ah, of. The Who. Yes. Uh, uh, spelled H-U. Not The Who from the 60s, <laughs> um, but The Who from Mongolia. Yeah, they throat sing. And it's weird because, like, they play on... I'm not as... Uh, I'm not as... Yeah, they I can't throat, do it. I, I'm not going to try. It I'm getting over a cold. I'm not going to do it right now. <laughs> I, I can throat sing. I'm not great at it, but I can throat sing, but I'm not going to try because it's, it's just, I'm getting over this cold. But... Uh, yeah, like, um, I was going to say, no, yeah. So the, the who band, I think that's what, how they call themselves the who band or whatever, but, uh, they, I'm not as familiar with the type of instruments they use. I know they have a traditional drum set and they have these like kind of more traditional Mongolian, uh, string instruments, but it's funny because if you listen to how their music progresses, it's very bluesy music's very like, kind of like, like hard rock and bluesy, you know, but then they're like singing in Mongolian and throat singing Uh very, very good band. Um, I would also recommend them. Very different from bands like Wardruna. Not not quite so folky sounding. Like I said, more kind of like weird folk rock. I think they did like a Metallica song as a cover. They did Sad But True. Okay, Sad yeah. But True. Yeah. yeah. I was just saying, I, I, I'm hearing this whole rave of all these bands that kind of have this very old, like say folk, but it's like based on like medieval times or the Viking era. Yeah, or well, something you're, you're like getting that. bands, you know, you're getting these bands from these different parts of the world that are kind of focusing more. What they're doing is they're, they're taking like music. That's like a, 
that's more to their culture, right? So it's like uh, using like Mongolian throat singing, using those types of instruments. That's very like old traditional Mongolian, but then they're modernizing it and adding a modern twist. And I think that's very unique. And you're getting, like I said, you know, bands like Heilung and band, although bands like Heilung and Wardruna, like I said, not so rocky, not so bluesy, way more traditional as mm-hmm. far as the, the type of music. Um, Heilung, in some cases, sounds like fucking rave music. It does. <clears throat> it sounds like fucking rave music because it's just like boom, 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 boom. But like, but you know, like not. It's not so housey. It just sounds like someone's hitting a big drum. But it's like goes on for like. I mean, it's like club music. Like I remember when I when I saw them live last, like. Uh, it's like a Viking nightclub. The the last song <laughs> on one of their newer albums, I think it's called Hamrir Hip Year. I'm, I'm butchering the the, the the title of the song, but literally it's like a seven minute song. It's just like bum 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 bum, and literally like when it went on, like all the warriors on stage, all the musicians, they were just dancing. Everyone in the mosh pit was like dancing, well like dance moshing, not so much moshing as more just dancing. And we're all just like for like ten minutes. Just boom, 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 but like you know, and they're singing a little bit. They're doing some throat stuff, but it's like it's not like oh, chorus, pre-chorus, bridge. It's chorus. like a war dance or something. Yeah, like that. it's yeah. more like war tribal music, and and like to me, like Highlung's more like the music you listen to when you go to war. Wardruna's the music you listen to when you do a ritual. <laughs> That's kind of the way I look you at come it. Almost, you kind of almost sound like you were doing the the typical dark night, like God, that has such a good soundtrack. That yeah. whole trilogy. Well, and well, that's the cool thing about Hans Zimmer is he he took like a like a tribal kind of you know he added a tribal feel to the Dark Knight soundtrack, um, in the third movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I I um I think when I think when you take stuff like that, when you take um tribal ideas like that and you add it to music, if you make it work, it's amazing. Well, and it makes the with music Bane, too. Yeah, and it makes the music sound so much bigger and cooler. Yeah. So, I mean, these bands like. I think they're probably, I mean, how long would you say bands like Orjuna or Highlong? I mean, have they just started finally getting big? Were they like kind of small at the very beginning? Orjuna started to blow up because of Vikings and Vikings dropped. uh, I think their first season was 2013, 2014. And then that was around the time that the first Orjuna album came out. um, If, if my memory serves. Um, And then I picked up Vikings and all that in 2016, 2017. Yeah. And I think that's when it started to take off. That's when the the fucking haircut started, the undercut with the ponytail and the braid and shit. You know, I had that for a while. Um, And then, yeah. And then, of course, you have games like uh, Hellblade. You have games like Assassin's Creed. You have now the Northmen, you know, movies and and all the TV shows like Last Kingdom. (laughs) You getting getting a little bit pumped, though, for God of War Ragnarok? Yeah. When's it coming out? comes out this month this month shit i gotta buy playstation 5 <laughs> no i mean if i get it you're more than welcome to come over actually i'll probably do the same thing i did with the last one just come to your house and just let you play it did you uh is it on ps4 too uh i think so okay i'm not sure i'm not 100 percent sure I'll, I'll get back to you on that yeah. one but uh yeah no i i was seeing footage of that game and you actually finally fight thor and shit but he's like this big fat so did you watch um did you watch sons of anarchy yes remember it's been a long time remember uh uh, Obi or Opie? The, the, yeah, he had the beard and he had the beanie. Th- that's Thor. That's Thor. That's in the, the voice game? of Thor in the game. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan Hurst. <laughs> Ryan Hurst. Ryan okay. Hurst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen him in shit since then, so it's cool that he's showing up. Um, I've seen him in something. I don't know what it was, but that was that was just completely yeah escaped my brain. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm excited to play that one just because it's like you're actually like Ragnarok where you're stepping finally into. 
um, Val, Valhalla or whatever it is. I think you're going, you go to I think you're going and, to Asgard and, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I've only seen one trailer. I don't want to do a bunch of research on the game. It's like when things that I really like, like this are coming out, like, um, you know, you don't want to be spoiled. God or... of war or, or Northman and all that. Like, it's like, I don't want to know anything. Just give me one trailer and we're good. Because, yeah. you know, nowadays trailers can spoil an entire film. I feel though at this point with the shows and everything like that, the movies we're getting, they can pull off a God of War movie or at least a God of War TV series. They could. I they mean, could, but the problem is that like it's there's this curse, there's this running curse of like video game movies or mm-hmm. TV not working out. Sidestep, um, although it's based off a book series, so The Witcher, the show. Yeah. Henry Cavill left. He left, and I forgot who is because I think he left so he can start doing Superman. Yeah. Again. Well, I mean, it's also it's a god awful show. Like season one was fine, like it was passable, and then this was just I'm like this is like none of this isn't like half of the sh- of this isn't in the books. Like there's a whole plot line about like Siri getting possessed by a demon. I'm like this never happened. Like what the fuck is going on? So would you say it's probably more from the game? No. Okay. So no, not, because, no, not the game, not the so, books. Nothing? So the games, the games. Did you know that the games are sequels to the books? You mentioned that to me a long time ago. Yeah, Witcher 1 takes place after the last Witcher book. That's cool. Yeah, and then so on and so forth. I didn't even know it was a book series until you told me. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, a friend of mine, a couple friends of mine were like, oh, you got to play the Witcher games, bro. If you like Skyrim and you like Viking stuff, I mean, it's not a Viking game, but it's like, if you want to, if you like all that medieval shit, you got to play Witcher, you got to play Witcher. So I got it on like fucking Amazon. I got the Game of the Year edition for like 30 bucks, like four years ago. And then I started playing it a bit. I was like, this is really cool. And then it's like, it's based off some books, huh? And I was like, okay. And I was like listening to a lot of audiobooks when I worked at Cal Steam. And so I fucking popped on the like, you know, the audiobook series and like it, it makes the game so much better. Because there's all they reference the books and like there's all these characters from the books that show up again. Like it's really, really cool. Um but uh yeah, no, it's a great game series and a great book series, but um the show was a mess. Um it's funny because uh information came out that the writers and 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 the directors not only mocked the source material but they actively they hated it they did not like the source material and there was a there's a scene where Geralt's horse dies and um Henry Cavill he's like no we're rewriting this scene because the way you're doing it is not this is not how Geralt will act this is not how this would have gone down in the books you're fucking it up because you know like one thing about Henry Cavill is he's a giant nerd like he he builds his own PCs he plays wow and shit like he's a huge nerd he loves he loves the witcher he loves superman like imagine like Imagine a kid who cosplays as an actor. Okay. That's that's Henry Cavill. <laughs> that's Henry Cavill. Yeah, because it's it's like I mean like not only like he he doesn't just like oh I'm playing Superman because like yeah it's like no he like he likes the character like he likes the comics like he's a he's a nerd like imagine if I play Batman that'd be fun that would be because I love Batman right and, and like that's how it is to him and he kind of got the voice for that too especially when you go dark or something like or something like um, I can't believe who they're getting to replace him though Liam Hemsworth. Really? Liam, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, Liam Hemsworth is going to take Play over. Geralt? Geralt. Wow. There's someone I haven't seen in fucking ages. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> the show sucks. I'm not watching it anymore. It's it's really bad. Even if he was probably better than Cavill or Cavill or whatever, um, it probably does. It's not going to make the show any I better. I think he's a slightly better actor, but I like. I remember like I really wanted to get through this. Like Season two came out last winter, and it took me a year to get through it because it was just so bad. It's so bad. But I wanted to just get through it. And I got through it and I was like, God, like, honestly, like, in my opinion, it's worse than Rings of Power. (laughs) Rings of Power sucked. Um, But uh, yeah, I would not recommend Witcher, uh, the show. I'd recommend the books 
uh, whether or not you're a reader or an audiobook listener, and definitely the video games. Because you don't need to, to read the books to enjoy the games, mm-hmm. but it helps, in my opinion. Um, I never played Witcher 1 or 2. I just played I think Witcher those 3. Are, I think the first one might be on PC. And the second one is game. on Xbox. Yeah, I know 360, that. Xbox 360. So the second one is Xbox 360. Yeah. And, the first and I, one I is think PC, also PC, I think. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of um, Henry Cavill uh, and the DC Universe, you actually know I didn't see it. I think because I heard backlash about it and I was kind of skeptical about the entire thing, but you decided you want to go see it. Black Adam, mm-hmm. starring The Rock, uh, the Cock, The Rock. Yeah. Um, so, let me get. I know your impressions in the movie from what you texted me was like, hey, "Don't go see this movie. It's blah blah blah. It's 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 garbage." Tell me about the movie though, at least if in, in short or whatever. I mean, because I don't think I'm going to see it unless it comes out on, so online to watch. I don't know much about Black Adam in the comics. I know nothing about him as a character other than I know he's like an evil Shazam. He's supposed to be in the comics. He's like an evil Shazam from what I remember. He's like the opposite of Shazam. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, the yeah. like the reverse Flash. He's the reverse Shazam. Okay. In the movie, he's an anti-hero. He's not a villain. Um, he's more kind of like closer to like a Wolverine type character. Um the movie fucking sucked. Okay. Obviously. Uh, it it was really bo- it was boring. Like the rock is not like okay, so when you see the rock, right? He's like 6'3 or 6'4. He's big as fuck. He's broided out. Like he's he's, he's like, in good shape. He looks scary. Okay. Like like if you look at him like look at a poster of the rock, you're like, ooh, that guy looks cool. But it's like when you like every video Every post that The Rock makes, what's up, guys? Big smile. I'm in the Iron Paradise, blah, blah, blah. It's my rock impression, whatever. Yeah. And he's always smiling and giggling. And like every photo he takes, he's smiling. And like he's just, he's just this, he's like a big, he's a, he's a giant, like he's like a grizzly bear if a grizzly bear was like friendly. He's got the heart of a, of a teddy bear. He's got the, he's, he's a giant <laughs> monster with the heart of like, with a heart of gold. And he's a teddy bear and he's a really nice guy. At least yeah. that's how he puts his brand off. But he's trying to play badass in the, in the movie, and it just doesn't work. It's funny. I talked to a friend of mine about this who saw the trailer. He said the same thing. He's like, yeah, he's like, I don't see The Rock as someone who's like badass or intimidating. You know, it's funny because like you, you'd think to yourself, like, oh, well, what about what about um, Hugh Jackman? He's the same way in, in public and whatnot. In real life, he's always smiling and giggling and whatnot. But then in Wolverine, he's badass. Well, he's a better actor, for one. He's a better actor. <laughs> yeah, he is. He plays it better. Um, I think... He's been playing that character for years, though. Yeah, and he's just—he's just really good. He's got—he also has a more expressionate face than uh, than Dwayne Johnson does. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson's not as expressionate in his um, acting abilities. Yeah, as uh, well coming from being a wrestler. Yeah, you know. And, yeah, which yeah, I know. I know they're. I mean, actors, Dave Bautista sort of, is a wrestler, and yeah, you know, now he's in Guardians. I, th- I think he's a better actor, in my opinion. Dave Bautista. Yeah, huh. I think he's a better actor, in my opinion. Um, but no, it's just—it's—it's it's a giant CGI like shit fest. The story is incredibly boring. It's not compelling. The, there's a kid character who sucks. He like he's just he's bad. He's annoying. Um, like a sidekick or uh, he's 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 supposed to be like the he's just yeah he's kind of like a young like he's a sidekick character. He, like there you know it's funny. It feels like it was directed by like uh, Stephen Sommers because it's like you have I don't the guy know that did the mummy right? yeah I don't know I don't know if you like remember Stephen Sommers movies but it's like you have your strong lead. Like this kind of badass strong lead. You have the strong, like female, like the female, like empowered woman, and then you have the um, the comedy relief, who's usually like related or like he's the sidekick. So like in, in in the Mummy, it's like it was Evie's brother. Yeah, I think Jonathan, when- and and he was the funny guy. In this, it's the lady. The lady has a brother who's like an electrician, and he's like funny. He's not really that funny, but he's supposed to be funny. And then in the Mummy Returns, and then in in this movie, it's like you have the young kid character. So it's funny because it feels like, and of course, it takes place in the Middle East. 
right? You know, and okay. with old old architecture, and so and it's starring The Rock, which you know, Scorpion King, whatnot. So like, it really feels like uh, like a Steven Sommers film, but like written way worse. Because like Steven Sommers movies were like cheesy and goofy, but they were like fun, yeah, and yeah. like the story was like, pretty very compelling. Campy, but fun. Yeah, and also like the villain in this sucks too, because you're like you don't really realize who the villain is till like halfway through the film. So Black Adam has a villain. Yeah, himself? in in the movie at least, there's a there's a villain. I forgot his name. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. It right. doesn't matter. But it's it's just like the entire movie is an action sequence. It's just two hours of action. There's like a couple like parts here and there where it's like oh like there's some like there's there's dialogue and characters interacting with each other. But it's like the only interesting character in the entire movie is Pierce Brosnan, Doctor Fate. Yeah, because I know Doctor Fate and I think Hawkman is yeah. in it too. Yeah. And it's funny because like they're always referencing like, um, you know, uh, they, oh they they're they're old friends. They have this like relationship that goes back years and whatnot, and and they've been they've been hanging out forever and yada yada. And, and it's like, but they never really like they just talk about it. It's funny because it's like you have you have Black Adam, the female character, the the funny guy and the kid, but then you have this whole other bit of like characters, which is the Justice Society, which was like uh, Adam Smasher the 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 chick who spins tornado or whatever. <laughs> um, Dr. Fate and Hawkman. <laughs> so and, there's quite a cast of uh, characters. Yeah. As, as well. And it's like, it feels almost like two different movies. And like Amanda Waller is like dictating what the justice society does. And it's like, I didn't know you did that. I thought Wait, so she's in the movie too. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I thought she only dealt with like the suicide squad. Cause she's kind of like a bad guy, sort of like Amanda Waller's sort of a bad guy. She's like basically deep state CIA bitch. Yeah. I mean, she was obviously in suicide squad, but I don't know yeah. if you've ever seen peacemaker. Great show. I didn't see it. No. Oh God, it's great. Um, she's also in control. But is commands he, John Cena, uh, Peacemaker's crew? But isn't he also kind of like a like a villain, or he was a villain, or he's like he was like a ruffian, like he was. He he was like he was like, like a, a criminal ruffian. at yeah, one point. I mean, he he's the guy that kind of takes the orders, but at the same time, he's also got his own way of looking at things. Yeah. He like he lives in the past. He's very nostalgic. Like yeah. he, I know nothing about the show. Yeah, or, he's very. Long story short, he is. Uh, Goofy as fuck. Yeah. But at the same time, he has that mentality of like, I want to please everybody, but I'm a superhero. I know I'm a superhero, even though everyone's like, no, you're not, you know? So it's just, it's like this whole, you know, facade that's in his head, you know? Yeah. He's well, it's like, I I remember like uh, the suicide squad, the newer film was directed by James Gunn and it feels way more like guardians. Speaking of James Gunn, he's actually taking control of DC now. Okay. Yeah. So he's gonna be like the Kevin Feige of DC. Oh, is it? Okay. Yep. Okay. Sorry yeah, I'm interested to see where it's gonna go. But to wrap up Black Adam, because I know that's not what this episode's <laughs> about, and you haven't seen it. It it is very bad, and I would not recommend seeing it. Um, you're not missing anything. It, it literally like when I when I saw it, I thought to myself, oh, it's gonna be like Aquaman, or like Aquaman was kind of like goofy and 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 schlocky, but like it was fun. You know, like the acting was decent. You know, other than Amber Heard, she was awful. Um. But it was fun. This movie's not fun. It tries to be fun, and it's not. Um, not that so much humor in it? It's really bad humor. Okay. It's really bad. So if you liked, if you didn't like Aquaman, you're definitely not going to like this movie. Um, anyways. That One is, more thing about it. Um, yes. So did you stick around, or there's a, is there an end credit scene or something? I heard with Superman's yeah, in it. Yeah, so it's, it's like a mid-credit sequence, I think. It's like uh, Amanda Waller like projects herself or something. She's like... You know, because because like Black Adam's name is like Tech Adam or Teth Adam or something. That that's like his literal like yeah, yeah. name. But then he's like, I'm gonna go by Black Adam because it's badass. And then she's like, You better stay out of here, Black Adam, or I'll get you. And he's just like, Oh fuck you, bitch. 
and then you uh, then he smashes the machine that she has, and you hear like a something lands, and it's like hello, Black Adam, and you hear. Dun, 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 oh, so they play dun, that. Dun, 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 I can't believe they play that. Dun, 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 and he's just like, let's talk, and then that's it. Oh, so basically, he just shows up, and that's yeah. it. It's literally, it's lit. Yeah, it's a two minute cameo. And so, it's funny because it it looks like it looks like it was shot in a soundstage. Like it was probably wasn't even they probably weren't even on the same like set. someone's like fucking garage or yeah. back door. Or but like um, that. you know it's funny they have the same agent. Yeah, it's I heard Rock's that uh, Rock's wife is also yeah. Henry Cavill's agent. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, obviously that was going to come up. I mean, why yeah. not have Superman in there? It's a DC thing. So, anyways, the movie pretty much sucked. Yeah, and to what you thought, uh, I probably will watch it at some point. Maybe I'll. Briefly reference it and yeah, uh, just just torrented, dude. It's really bad. Yeah, I it's still not, think it's, I'm gonna it's watch it. It's not even it, worth a full review. It sucks. Yeah, it's. I'll really, probably just really quickly say I liked it or I hated it. That's it. End but story. that being said, because I'm a consumer, <laughs> I bought some Black Adam training stuff that Under Armour made from Project Rock. <laughs> well, okay, what kind of training armor does? Uh, uh, it's it's, well, it's it's not armor. It's um it's it's Under Armour. You know Under Armour, the company that they make like fitness shit. Um, no, no, I the, don't. The Rock, the Rock has a contract with them, and he has what's called Project Rock, and it's just a bunch of merch with like the bull on it, and like you know, a bunch of his catchphrases, and he has like this whole line of like clothing. Now it's called Black Adam Training, and I saw the sweater that he had. He has like this zip up hoodie, and I was like, that's really cool. I like that hoodie. I'm like, I have no idea this movie's gonna be good, but he didn't drop the merch till after the movie came out. So I'm like, you know what? I'm buying the hoodie. I'm buying the fucking jogger shorts or the, not the jogger uh, sweats too. So even though I hated the film, I bought some merch from it. Because okay. I'm a consumer and I like buying shit. Because it looks cool. Yeah. And I go to the gym, so it works out. So anyways, uh, we can talk about something that is better. Yeah. Such as... House of the Dragon. Hot D. So uh, first season's finally done. Uh, it was 10 episodes. And uh, so we're going to give you our peace of mind on the entire first season of the show. Uh, so season two, briefly, is not going to be airing until 2024. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Because it takes a long time to make, maybe make a show like this. I don't know when they started production of this show originally. Because, you know, obviously um, you have the House of the Dragon. Now we're going to get Dance of the Dragons, which obviously is going to be the big war. Oh, is that which, what they're actually going to call season two? Dance of the Dragons? I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. Because well, saying- the Dance of the Dragons is the actual conflict. It's the civil yeah. war. But it's Targaryens. also the book, the book title. Right. So uh, A Dance of Dragons is the fifth book in the Game of Thrones series, which is season five and six of Game of Thrones. Really? Yeah. Or season, mostly season five. It's season five of Game of Thrones. It has, it has nothing to do with... Uh, the. It's not a prequel. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, basically, it's the next chapter of the Targaryen. The Dance of Dragons, yes. not A Dance of Dragons. It's okay. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they could call it uh, Dance of Dragons, but I mean... It might be confusing to some people because they're used to. Saying I, House I mean, I think the they should. No, they should. They should call it what it is. They should call it the Dance of the Dragons or the Dance of whatever it's called in the, the whatever the prequel is called in the books. They should call it that. I think it would be cool um, because they don't go Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. They don't call it that. They do. They do call it that. If you if you look at the poster, it says Game of Thrones in small writing, and then it's like House of oh, the Dragon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they do call it that. I was gonna be like Game of Thrones. It's like it's like House when they the call like uh, they called all the Hunger Games movies. They'd be like Hunger Games, Catching Fire, Hunger Games, Mockingjay. Even though the first book is called Hunger Games. Same with Game of Thrones, by the way. Game of Thrones, the first book is called Game of Thrones. The rest is called like other things, like uh, like it's called a Game of Thrones, a Clash of Kings, a Storm of Swords, so on and so forth. Like, yeah, each book title yeah, yeah. is different. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, 2024 I think is the rumor, or at least not a rumor, but a it confirmation. Is yes, that the next season will. So we pretty much have, I don't know, maybe a year and a half. 
probably until the next season comes I can out. Wait. It's fine. No, that's that's good. <laughs> um, now, did they do that with uh, the Game of Thrones itself? Was there like any kind of big time gap as far as we have one season? Because you know, a season comes every once a year or something so, like that. So yes, so they did it between season seven and eight of Game of Thrones. And the reason they did it allegedly is because they had all these other shows they wanted to produce. So, you know, they didn't want um, Westworld conflicting with season eight of Game of Thrones okay. um, or season seven, I believe. Yeah, season season two of Westworld actually did not come out the same year as season seven of Game of Thrones. They didn't want those shows to, to conflict because season one of Westworld did really good because it is a very, very good season. Mm-hmm. The rest is shit. But um, yeah, so it's like you had seasons, season one of Westworld dropped in 2016, and then season seven of Thrones was 2017, and then season two of Westworld was 18, and then season eight of Game of Thrones was a 19. So basically they don't want to conflict the two shows. Correct. Um, I don't think, I don't know if Westworld's still going. Um, there's just probably other HBO shows that they want to push, and so they don't want House of the Dragon overshadowing it. Um, it also gives them time to right to do rewrites if they need to to work with other stuff to ruin it any you know just ruin it more than they you know than they already have um but uh yeah let's let's get into it um deep and so dark and what did you overall overall what is your opinion of season one um so you knew uh what i said uh the first time we covered the show is like i thought the show was this is based on the first episode or two that i thought like maybe there was no characters in the show that i would have kind of gotten a little more attached to yeah but from watching the entire season, I've realized like, yes, I'm, I liked it more and more every episode that we got into. And then to answer your question, basically, I love the show. Okay. I, I, uh, I don't like put it on like the top of a pedestal, but it's very entertaining. Uh, it did kind of bring me back to that world of uh, Westeros and everything like that. Um, it's kind of cool also to have a bunch of new characters that you're slightly learning more and more about, like, um, you know, uh, Renera or Damon or you know even Otto Hightower, um, but I liked the show. I didn't think it was shit. Uh, now for you because you're more I want to say more of a Game of Thrones fan, but the lore to you <coughs> means a lot more because I think we covered this like Game of Thrones to you that series that brand in general is your Lord of the Rings. It is your Star Wars. It is yeah. the thing that you hold close to your heart. Especially when they destroyed the end of Game of Thrones, you obviously it took that really, really hard. I literally went into a depression. Yes, exactly. Literally. So, yeah. um, which makes me a fucking nerd, but you know, <laughs> I, I did love the first season of house of the dragon. Um, I think I started liking it a little bit more when we went into the future a little bit past the younger, um, characters okay. as far as Renera and Alicent. Is that right? Alicent? Allison. Allison. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to butcher the name everybody because, I some of these names are a little bit more harder for me to pronounce, but you you're probably like, nah, it's, it's I mostly it's, got it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I very I very much like Viserys a lot. I think uh, Patty Constine or whatever. Constantine. I think he was very like he's very interesting to watch. I, I like the actor and I like the way he portrayed the character, even though I don't know necessarily how the character should act because we I mean, I haven't read the books, so right. you kind of get a feeling for more what he's like in the books. But yeah, I uh, for me, it was a little confusing because, you know, from the time jump and everything, whose kid is whose kid? Because, you know, Renera has like fucking five kids or something. Allison has what, like three or four. But it, that was the only part that was confusing to me. And a lot of other ways, names we've heard before, like um, Amond or, you know, um, what was the other name? Um, 
Joffrey or something like that. Yeah. You hear these names and then your well, mind Aemon, goes to these actually, characters. Actually, so uh, he was Maester Aemon, no D at the end in the Game of Thrones show. But then his name, this guy's name is Aemond. So there's a D at the end. So it's a Aemon. slightly different name. A lot of the Targaryen names are like that. Like some of them are like similar. Like you have Rhaenyra, you have Rhaenys, you have Reyna. Um, so there's a, there's a few different ones. A lot of Valerians too. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, but I am very excited for the next season of the show. I mean, I can't wait to see the actual battle between the Targaryens. I mean, they kind of, uh, lit the fire at the end of this one because you know, what causes it because you know, yeah. Rhaenyra uh, loses. Spoilers, by yeah, the way, spoilers, everybody. spoilers, spoilers for days. Uh, we left off at the end of the season with, uh, Rhaenyra finding out that her son, uh, don't know his name, but you can. Lucaris? Yeah, it was. Uh, Jaceris is the older one, right? Uh, I mixed them up. The youngest one. So there's two. He's the, the middle one because it's Joffrey is the youngest out of the old marriage. I need to look this up. It, it was the two sons that she had to send yeah. to the, uh, I think she sent one to. Um, I can't remember if Lu, if Lucerus or Lucaris, whatever the fuck his name is. I don't remember if Lucaris or Jaceris is the oldest son. I can look this up. Hang on. Um, but yeah, no, she uh, sent him, uh, her two sons to do like say some sort of uh, agreement because they these people like uh, uh, agreed to follow her if she became queen i think one of them yeah um, lucerus is the one who died yeah, lucerus okay lucerus whatever lucerus yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's too many names luke. I well, she to... calls him luke and then she calls Jaceris jace she, I, she sent him to talk to the baratheon baratheons and um then it seemed like amon was yeah. there and they had a bit of a little bit of a battle uh, between you, you didn't think this was gonna happen, but you called it though because like okay, he's gonna go after him with his dragon and, and yada yada. And he meant to scare him. He didn't initially initially meant to kill him. Yeah. He just wanted his eye because it was like a, an eye for an eye, as you would say. Yeah. Uh, but that pretty much is, I think, is what triggers it. So what triggers it? Yeah. So in the books, it's it's. Um, so let, let me talk about this real quick. Yeah. So this, comes the guru, this the entire guru, <laughs> this entire season, I, I think I mentioned this before, this entire uh, point in time within the Game of Thrones universe is based off historical accounts. So there there isn't a book, for instance, where it's like you're reading it in the point of view because how how George R. R. Martin normally writes is he writes through point of view. So it's like he'll write a he'll write a chapter called Tyrion, Jon, Daenerys, Davos. And basically what it is, it's the story told through the point of view of that character. Right? Through their eyes, basically. Yeah. Okay. That's not how this is written. This is written... First, it was written basically in like a historical encyclopedia, like a Game of Thrones one. And then they flesh up, they flesh up, flesh it out a little more in a book called Fire and Blood, which the whole thing is historical accounts. And it's the historical accounts between a maester and a fool, like a, a little dwarf fool. And so it's like there's conflicting things. Like uh, within the book, it's like... um. Oh, uh, Mushroom says that uh, Mushroom, the dwarf, the dwarven fool. Oh, he, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kristen Cole fucked Ra uh, Rhaenyra. But then the maester's like, no, actually, he, Rha uh, Kristen Cole turned her down because he didn't. He was like, no, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, something like it's something like that where it's like, so it's like, yeah, we don't really know what happened. Some historians say this, some historians say that, but we don't know for sure. That's how the book is told. It's not like here's the Rhaenyra chapter. And you're getting the whole thing through Rhaenyra's eyes. Here's the Damon chapter. You're getting the whole thing through Damon's eyes. No, that's not how it's told. So it's almost like basic book writing material. Well, I mean, besides well, it's it's, it it's told it's told like a history book. It's not told like a story. Okay. Yeah. So um, within the books, all you get is Amon kills Lucerus. That's all you get. 
He kills Lucaris, Lucaris, whatever. And and then that's what starts it. In the show, though, there's interpretation. Now, now, mind you, George R. R. Martin is working on the show. He is like an active, creative um, force within so he's the show. Just, he's behind the scenes. Yeah, basically. so okay. he, you could say that this was his idea. He's like, hey, why don't we make it so where Eamon was not trying to kill him, and he was just trying to scare him and fuck with him, but then he does it on accident. Because remember, like, the little dragon, forgot the little dragon's name, blew fire at Vagar, and Vagar's like, oh, no, motherfucker, and then <laughs> ate him. Well, he was defending, him he was defending and, him. Yeah, him. and so it was basically, it was a giant mistake, which I like. It's very kind of like Shakespearean, where it's like, oh, fuck, I didn't mean for this to happen. Oh, shit, the entire war was started over, like, over a quarrel between, like, siblings, like, not siblings, but, like, a, 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 a nephew and uncle, and it was a, he was trolling him. He's fucking with him, and then he started a war. Yeah. So I, I like I like that interpretation. I was totally fine with it. Um, but uh, if you want to know what I think... So well, I was gonna finish really. Sorry, quick. yeah, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, I so you. I mean, to me, it felt like a sort of. It was a little. It felt faithful to its predecessor, which is Game of Thrones. Um, I think it's a worthy prequel to it for sure. Um, I think uh, the the cast and everyone, it, it felt like they've earned it because I think um, it did feel. Like I said, it brought you back to that world of Westeros and everything. It it just to me it forged like its own identity as a show and as a uh, its own story. Um, I think the it probably had like a lot of strong writing into it. I I felt, um, and I I don't think it let me down as I might have thought it would because I was looking. I'm like, why were you having a Game of Thrones prequel? Yeah, people want to know who the Targaryens are, but sometimes it's really hard when you do a show like Game of Thrones or anything in general, like, say, Lord of the Rings, and they're like, we're going to go back and tell this story, and sometimes they can, <laughs> sometimes they can fuck it up really bad. That way you're going to be like, oh, shit, well, I, I don't care about that. I'm just going to be uh, focused on Game of Thrones. That's it. But I didn't feel that way with House of the Dragon. I, I loved it, like I said, and um, I can – uh, the 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 difference between Game of Thrones and House of Dragon there there is a difference to it, but I appreciate both of them for what it is. Besides the fucking end of uh, Game of Thrones that last uh, season, which was a fucking nightmare. But yeah, um, overall, I did love the show again. Um, I think it was faithful once again to uh, Game of Thrones, and uh, I can't wait for the next season. And we, we're not going to get it until 2024, but I hope they nail a uh, dance of the dragons because um, it's going to be worth the wait for sure. Then that's my overall opinion of this, uh, of the show and the season so far. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you make a lot of valid points. Um, now I'll tell you what I think. Okay. And then we can, we can hash it out. So I loved the first episode again. I thought it was very good. Um, Episode two was eh, it's fine, mm-hmm. and then kind of as it goes on, it gets worse. Um, now, so my biggest gripe with the show is the writing. Um, not necessarily the story because the story is already written, but the dialogue. My biggest complaint was how every scene is basically the same thing, in terms of who's the heir, who's going to be the heir, the heir, the heir. The heir, every scene. The heir, the heir, the heir, the heir. Who's gonna be the the heir to Driftmark? The heir to Dragonstone? The heir to the Iron Throne? The heir, the heir, the heir, the heir. Mm-hmm. It, it, I'm just like, dude, you talk about any? Did we talk about anything else? Oh, and there was the fucking there was the whole thing with the triarchy that went nowhere. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you're, like they're building up this villain on the crab feeder and then he dies off screen and you're like, oh, yeah, that's never talks, like. never says anything. It's the same thing in the book too. He like, he just, he's like I said, the fucking book is, it's based on historical accounts. There's, there's no, there's no fleshed out story. There's no fleshed out dialogue. Now, one of the reasons I think Game of Thrones did so well, especially in its early seasons, A, I would, I would say it had better writing, but B is more importantly because a lot of the dialogue, the majority of it was from the books. And George R. R. Martin writes great dialogue, in my opinion. He writes very good dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you also had more interesting characters overall. I mean, like, you know, everyone's always, like, I've argued with some people about this. Well, of this. course, yeah. I've talked to people about this, like, oh, well, you know, without uh, Tyrion, like, Game of Thrones would have sucked. And there's probably some truth to that, but, like, there were other interesting characters. Jon Snow was an interesting character. Um, Daenerys' arc was interesting. But more importantly, you had guys like Bronn. You had Arya. Who, like, in my opinion, Arya was kind of like the child innocence that the show, like, that Game of Thrones would have otherwise have lacked. Because it's like you have this younger character who's, like, still kind of a badass and she kills people. But it's like, she's funny and, like, has fun. And, like, she's still a kid mm-hmm. at the end of the day, even though she lives in this really fucked up world. And you had characters, in my opinion, that were a lot more three-dimensional and fleshed out. You had um, dialogue that, was, that felt more human. But in this show, everyone's miserable. No one smiles, really, especially in the second half of the season. Like, almost nobody smiles. Um, and it's just really melodramatic. And it, the, mo- the, the biggest thing to me is it lacks heart. It lacks heart. It has no heart. Because the first, the original Game of Thrones show, even in its final seasons, had heart. Well, season 8 was fucking awful. I'm not going to defend it. But even some of the dialogue in that, some of it, not all of it, was better. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of like my overall issue with it. Um, I didn't like, actually, when they did the time jump. I think the time jump should have been season two. Okay. I think season one should have been the young characters. Well, that's one of the things I liked about season one is younger Rhaenyra is because you had this child, like this childlike innocence that kind of made the show a little more fun and lighthearted. But then she gets older and then she's just a miserable dreg for some reason. I don't know mm-hmm. why she's so miserable, but she's miserable. Um, she doesn't smile. Allison never fucking smiles. Like when she becomes older, she never once smiles at all. And I'm, and it, like I said, it's, it's a very melodramatic show. And like, I mean, half of these, it's just like, why is everybody so fucking upset? And you know, you could argue, oh, well, because of the air, it's like, yeah, but up until Viserys dies, her, her, her ascension, her succession is not really in question. It's just kind of talked about behind the scenes. It's not in question. Everything's like pretty peaceful. You know, there's tension and shit, but everything's pretty peaceful. Um, also, like, there's a lot of things that happen off screen where it's like, like, uh, so he gets rid of uh, Otto Hightower as a hand. He's like, I don't trust you. You're suspicious. I think you're trying to undermine my family and you're trying to undermine the succession of my daughter. So you're out. And then um, I think Lionel Strong is the, um, he's the, he was the, the, the father of the strong kids because there's a uh, Larry Strong, the clubfoot who's in defeat. And then there was Harwin Strong, who's the uh, father of, um, Rhaenyra's first three kids. Um, and then you had Lionel, who I believe was the dad. And so he shows up. He's there for a bit. And then he gets killed. And then just for no reason, um, uh, Otto Hightower's back. They never talk about it as to why. He just shows it's like, up. It's like, yeah. why did he change his mind? Why did he trust him? Like, like what's going on? Like, there, there's there's all this stuff you're not fleshing out. Why did you do this? Maybe Allison maybe have said something Maybe, but we don't know. And that's the yeah. thing. And here's the thing. This show is told the same way that the book is told. It's told like a historical thing where it's like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then that's it. It's like, wait, but how did this happen? Well, we don't know because it's based off historical accounts. Cool, well, then why don't you fucking write it better? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. that The writing in the show sucks. It's not good. 
Okay. Um, and a lot of times I didn't really understand why characters are doing that. I mean, until this day, I still, I'm like, oh my God, if Otto Hightower was a bad guy, why did you hire him back? Why'd you bring him back? Other than, oh, maybe Allison said something. Maybe. Maybe Viserys was weak. I don't know. I don't know though. But it's like, that's the fun part about the book is that there's all that mystery in the book. You know, it's funny in the, in the show or in the Game of Thrones books, the, the proper Game of Thrones series, they never confirm if Renly Baratheon is gay. They never confirm that Loras is gay. It's heavily implied. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but it's never 100% confirmed. Whereas the show, it's like, oh, no, they're gay. They're gay lovers. Um, and that's fine. Like, it, it's cool that it's confirmed. I think that's that's the fun part about the show is that you get to flesh it out and get to have more fun with some of the characters. So to you, it's like a lot of unanswered questions. And then you would like to know how the effects of what you saw basically yeah. it's like, why came did you, to fruition. There yeah. should have been an entire fucking subplot series of like of um, Viserys going, you know what? We need to bring back auto because i fucked up and they never do that mm-hmm. there's never a scene of like hey i'm sorry i called you a traitor or like a or a, or a suspicious person i'm sorry uh, i was wrong can you come back there's none of that yeah. he's just back and you're like oh okay Maybe. and you and you as the audience member knows that like like auto is a pretty selfish dude and he's doing it all for himself but it's like why the fuck did viserys bring him back also viserys is very different in the books um He's not dying of leprosy in the books. He's he's kind of just like he's kind of just like a happy king. He's just like a happy-go-lucky dude. He's not really like an alky or a whoremonger. He just kind of he's just happy. He wants everyone to get to and he's like, happy along. and he's ditzy. Yeah. Like that's and that, and I think they caught that in the show. They they caught that bit of his character from the books is that he's kind of a ditz and he's not very attuned to what's going on. But I think the show makes for a much interesting character. Viserys is my favorite character in the whole show. Um, not only is I think the acting a little more is better and a little more compelling to watch, but like he's just well he's well written he's a well written character Mm -hmm. because you have this guy who necessarily wasn't really meant to be king and he inherited basically a peaceful kingdom so he didn't really have to do much to keep everything under control but then all these things are starting to kind of fall apart behind the scenes and he's just like i don't really know how to handle it i just want everyone to get along man like when he has that dinner like okay so episode eight is my is is one of the best episodes in the whole i think it's probably the best episode in the whole show Wait, was that the episode when uh, he tried? It was a wedding between Renee. No, no, okay. uh, that was the episode where he has the dinner and he shows his face to every. I mean, he's like he's basically almost dead. He dies at the end of the episode. Yeah, he's kind of he, wobbling. To but he has the big dinner and and he tells everyone he's just like you know, I just want everyone to get along because you are the most important thing to me ever. He's like more important than this fucking kingdom. Like you. My family is my legacy. You are my kingdom. I just want you to be happy and peaceful. And so there's this moment of like, you feel like everything's going pretty well, but then as soon as they start doing the toasts, it just starts to fall apart and there's all this tension. And I really liked that. I really liked the tension in that scene, um, especially like um, amongst the younger, the the, the sons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like there's there's that scene where fucking Viserys shows up. Previous to this scene, he shows up in the... In the um, in the throne room and he's like fucking just limping his way to the throne he's like no one don't fucking help me let me just get there on my he's like i have to show that i'm still a fucking king when his crown fell off that was improv that wasn't supposed to happen the crown wasn't supposed to fall off his head like like the actor's head wasn't yeah supposed to, and but That's um kinda cool. and then they just went with it and then like and then you have this like lovely little moment where damon helps him to the throne and then he puts the crown on his head and it was like it was a very beautiful moment it was it was i really liked that see episode eight was great it was a great episode um, very heartfelt death scene, you know, like it's like, you can still tell that he's guilty about his wife dying and, and he just wants the pain and everything to be over and the guilt to be gone. And it was a very, very good episode. He wants to go out on a good note, but 
the uh, a lot of the um so, so sorry to finish my point oh, real yeah, quick. Sorry. so so like what i liked about the show i'll talk about what i liked okay is i like the tone uh let me rephrase that i don't necessarily like the tone i like the way it looked and i like i like the way it was shot i think it's it's the way it looks is very similar obviously to game of thrones um the acting's good i i can't really complain about anyone's acting um, like I said, there's there's some weaker, stronger performances here and there, but overall, I, I think the acting's good. Um, and uh, music, of course, the music's great. You can't Ramin uh, Ramin or Ramin, however you say his name, Jawadi. Um, he did the score for Game of Thrones and this, and Westworld. Um, very good composer. And uh, yeah, those are the things I liked. Um, but like, I just I think the biggest problem with it is the writing, and of course, it's. God, it's woke issues, right? Like there is no, mm -hmm. there's no black Valarian, um, or uh, yeah, there's no the Valarians aren't black. The Valarians look just like the the Targaryens in the show. I think or you in were the saying books. that like they were white with like white with silver hair. blonde hair. They all look the same. But yeah. here's the thing. So I have a I have a theory as to why maybe they made the Valarians black. Um, besides woke stuff, I think maybe they thought you know there's a lot of silver haired blonde light skinned people. In, in in this family, I I thought maybe they were gonna get it confused because it, like, I I think I think the audience would have gotten it confused. It's like why the why is everyone like look the same? Wait, who's the Targaryen? Who's the I don't know what's going on. So maybe they're like, okay, we need to have an obvious separation between the families, like visually, so the audience will know who's Targaryen, who's Valyrian. All right, let's make the Valyrians black. Mm -hmm. Which, if that's the case, all right, I guess. But in today's modern political world, uh, especially amongst movies and TV, I, I would heavily lean towards they did it just because to meet the diversity quota. Which, you know, if you're going to remain uh, true to the source material, you don't want to do that, but whatever. Um, well, that's easier for people because you, you know for a fact that um, so many people haven't read the books, but they're more viewers of the TV show. Yeah. So it's like, um, from, I'm just going to go off a trail really, really quick. Um, so with like the Harry Potter movies, I did see them all. And then I read all the books and the books were better than the movies. And there's so much source material that they left out, but it's hard because I'd rather read the books first. And in my mind, picture what the characters look like and how they act. And then when you see a movie or say a TV show, like yeah. uh, game of Thrones or house of the dragon, it's not what you thought it was going to be. It's like, fuck, they fucked it up because this is now how I pictured the, it's not how I pictured the characters to be at all. Right. So as far as you know, the Valerians, I didn't know anything about them in the books. So for me, it didn't bother me that much. But now that you told me that, besides the woke thing, I'm kind of going, well, why? Like you said, maybe they did that to uh, like a, a difference between the two, so you'd be able to tell who's who. But for the people that read the books, they kind of already know what these characters look yeah. like or the lineage of what these characters look like. So yeah, I can get your I can get your uh, your point on that. You know, I mean, maybe. I mean, there's a lot of white characters in game of thrones and you know you can argue oh well, these guys look the same i mean i i don't know if that's true i I've, uh, i'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt so i don't sound like a bigot and be like there's black people on the screen <laughs> um why do they have white dreadlocks uh, i don't know I, you know i gotta say like and I don't, I don't mean to sound mean here but i really don't like other than like uh the main valarian dude chorus i think his name is like the, the, head, the head of the house yeah, yeah. i think the rest of them look silly with their like weird like silver white or silver blonde dreads like i think he looked good but i think like the rest of them looked weird you're talking about the one that's married to um to Princess Rhaenyra. 
No, right? he's married to Rainies. Rainies, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's Chorus. I believe okay. is his name. Because she was the one who was a little bit upset that she didn't. She was the get one who's supposed to be, to be queen. Yeah, throne. which is yes. which is which is in the books. That's that's not. Uh, they didn't they didn't make that up. Although they, obviously in this show they lean heavy on the feminism and everything, and and because you know once again, you know the time period we live in right now, and and you know it's funny like every time you watch this stuff like uh, when you watch the inside the episode they're always talking about like. Uh, Every time there's a female director, she's always like, well, as a female director, she always like has to preface that before she talks about it. And I'm just like, I don't care what's between your legs. Just just tell me a good story. Yeah. Just tell me a good fucking story. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what's between your legs, what you identify as. Just 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 tell me a good story, please. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, well, it, you know, it was it was kind of cringe too. like not only I mean, like they were just bad wigs. They had bad wigs on. And that's that's the fault of the costumer. It's not really the fault of the actors or even even changing the like. So all of the, the ethnicity, tar- all of the Targaryens, too, you believe had bad wigs. Uh, or you're talking about. More no, the I think the, I think the Valar- Well, because it's like there's when you're looking at like some of their hair. I mean, you can tell it's fake. Like it's not even real hair. Like it looks like like fucking string or like nylon. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even look like real hair. Whereas, like, the hair of the Targaryens, those wigs, like, it's probably real hair. But, like, you know, when you look at the dread, it's not a real dread that Chorus has. It's, like, a little, like, spiral little tube thing It's, it's because it's not real hair. Um, because, you know, generally speaking, like, you're not going to meet someone with platinum blonde dreads. Generally, unless you're watching Matrix Reloaded. Remember those guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two twins that yeah, were facing everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of got the feels of that when I was watching this. Hey, what am I watching? The Matrix? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um... That's a minor nitpick. It's not a huge deal that their hair looks like shit, although it, it is very noticeable. But another thing that they that they always bring up, uh, both the Valarian, like one of the Valarian daughters brought this up and then Chorus, the dad, brought this up. They're always saying things like, we are the blood of old Valyria. We are the pure blood of old Valyria. We are the pure. And I'm like, well, in the books, all the Valyrians look the same. And that's kind of the whole point of Valyria. The Valyria was supposed to be a very decadent, incestuous empire. It's supposed to be it's based off of Rome. It's based off the Roman empire. Um, and it's like, yeah, everyone like marries within their family. You know, it's very rare that families marry like other families. And it's like, everyone looks the same silver blonde hair, fair skin, yada, yada. And the fact that they kept having to say that to me, that the Valerians kept having to say that in the show to me was their way of trying to tell the audience, look, no, we're Valerians. Stop complaining that we're black. We are Valerians. And, it just, it was a little cringe. That's how I interpreted it. And I interpreted it in the sense where it's like, we're trying to like, we have to keep reinforcing the fact that there's, there's nothing wrong with, with the, uh, the casting and the race swapping on the casting. Well, can I say one thing really quick? So yes. with the Valerians, um, before this show, even for the average, uh, watcher of the TV series. And for me not reading the books, every time I heard that last name, my mind went straight to Valerian steel. Every single yeah, time. Yeah, so so okay, so real quick. So um the Valerians are the race of people. Okay. The Valarians, and spelled a little differently, Valarian is the family. Valarian. Okay, so not Valerian. They pronounce these names, they throw me off. Yeah, so I know, much. I know. I remember when I first read the name Valarian, when I was reading the books, I was like, Valarian Valerian what? And then I was I'm like, Oh, okay, that's a different It's word. like Sauron and Sauron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's similar to that. Um but uh yeah, um, you know, I mean, other than the, you know, that shit, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's got, it's got its woke stuff and whatnot, but I really, that's to me, it's not even that big of a deal compared to just overall the writing being terrible. But this family, this, whatever you're seeing in the show, these are not the ones that created the steel. That's the other. No, Valyrian steel was created by Valyrians. Okay. So like Valyrian steel has been supposed to have been around for thousands of years. However long the Valyrian empire was around, 
um, as is how long Valyrian steel is around. Yeah. And Valyrian steel, if and if we're equating it to actual history, it's supposed to be based off Damascus steel, which was a certain way that they forged steel in. Um, I before believe, that Persia. was uh, adamantium and. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, ad- adamantium obviously is a fictional. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it was it was the way that so I believe. So is vibranium. <laughs> it was the way that I believe the Persians forged uh, swords back in ye olde days. I'm talking about in real life, and and they forged what was called Damascus steel, which was known to be a very good. Um, tang of steel. Anyways, I'm not. Talk, an talk, I know. I know. I just wanted to kind of get that figured out because I was like, okay, if there's magical properties to this steel, because we already know that uh, dragon glass and and that that version of the steel and all that stuff was what killed the Night King. So I thought that maybe it was some sort of magical element to it because nothing else could hurt. Yes. Yeah, so so in the in the books, that is also a thing too, where it's like Valyrian steel. Uh, there's there's a chapter I believe in in book five of Game of Thrones where it's like, oh yeah, I know they they. They fought the White Walkers, like because normally when a White Walker's weapon hits a normal weapon, the normal weapon shatters. Yeah, it's, I know it's magic. That, yeah, but Valyrian steel stands a chance, and they're able to cut through the White Walker. And so it's like, oh, like maybe the Valyrians also knew about it's. There's a lot of stuff that's implied. There's a lot of mysterious stuff where it's like because the Long Night apparently in the books affected the entire world of Westeros. It wasn't just Westeros itself. It was the whole, it was Essos and so, uh, so, Sothorios and, and way east in Ashai. And like, it's, 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 it affected the entire world of Game yeah. of Thrones. And so there's a theory like, yeah, Valyrian steel was created by Valyrians to help fight the White Walkers. Um, Even though they didn't know that would Although happen. Uh, yeah. in the context of, uh, in, of Valyria, I, I, I don't even know if they even had a long night. If they even talk about it in Valyrian history, I don't remember. There's a lot. There's a lot in the books. So there's a lot of yeah, historical yeah. shit in the books. That's I kind of really went on a little with. bit of a tangent there, but um, the, I just want to know if they were the creators. Uh, the cre- Valyrians were the creators not, no. of the steel. The yeah, race, yeah. the Valyrians, the race of Valyrians created Valyrian steel. Okay, okay, yes. got it. Um, really quick, because I don't know if you were done, but I, I wanted to cut in and ask you: Do you feel like this this uh, season so far? is true to the source material from for the book. most part yeah okay um my overall take on the show is it's not very good but it's not trash okay um it's watchable it's not cringe um i don't know what the fuck that foot scene was in episode nine because <laughs> the guy had a fetish for oh, the feet okay. so that was the other thing too so it's like like getting back to the writing it's like this, this whole show has a theme of like Men are starting the war and the women are good. That's the whole theme of the show. So it's like you have this character, Laris or Laura Strong, this, you know, this skinny kind of, he's supposed to be like the Varus, like, you know, the, the yeah. master of whisperers, spy master. I liked how you didn't exactly know what he wanted when you're first. It's like, why did he kill his own family? Why would he do this? Like, what does he want? It's like, oh, he just wants feet pics. He's just a pervert. He's just a pervert. Yeah. And that, like, that really just kind of like takes away from his whole character. I'm like, oh, so he's not like this kind of like, this big picture guy where he's like, I don't want sex. I don't want money. I want power. I want this. I want this. It's like, no, I just, I just want to jerk off to your feet. I'm just a pervert. Next. I think that's what and it, Al- re- it really just takes away from his character. Yeah. Maybe Allison said, you know, I'll let you do this. I think she was kind of a little bit against what he did. Cause she didn't want that to happen. Oh, to, to kill the family. Yeah. Well in the books, it's never confirmed either who, who, how they died. Mm. there's there's talks that it was Rhaenyra who did it there's talks that it was Viserys there's talks that it was Daemon there's, there's a million like I said like it is based off historical accounts in the context of the books that say some say it went like this and some say it went like this whereas the show just takes the liberty and goes no it was this and so I you know you think that like why would Laris kill his own family and then it's like oh he's a pervert and you're like oh <laughs> and he likes feet yeah and I'm just like that's really fucking dumb 
that's really stupid and like that also kind of like undermines the the mystique of his character and you're like oh, okay there's also a really cringe scene i guess um like aegon the second the young aegon he i guess like he raped um a servant girl and uh, there was this very. They never said in the in the show, as far as I know. Uh, I mean, no, he did. They say that they he did. He, say yeah, so, yeah, okay. yeah. And and there's this like really cringe dialogue that very much reminded me of like the Me Too thing, where she's like, uh, Allison says to the young girl, she's like, "I believe you. It was not your fault." And I was like, "All right, yeah, all right." A little cringe, a little cringe. I mean, obviously, what 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 Aegon did, I don't condone it. Um, but it was, it was, the dialogue was very cringe. And also too, like the other thing I remember, she's like, she's like, how can you do this? Like you realize what you're going to do to your reputation if you're going around like raping people. And I'm like, he's a king, do whatever he wants. Like, that's kind of the whole point of like being in the Royal family is like, you don't have to worry about the, 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 the opinions of the plebs. Cause you're a king, you're, you're Royal blood. Like you're going to become king. You're not going to get voted in. It's not like being a politician where it's like, oh, if you fuck up, you'll get voted out or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're, you're the king. I mean, look at the Mad King. He burned people alive for decades yeah. before anything happens. Like, you can rape and kill whoever you want. Not saying I condone that, but I'm saying, like, as a king, it's like, I'm surprised she was upset about it, you know, other, other than the fact that it's. It but was they can a pretty much get do. away with whatever yeah. they wanted. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the other thing, too, is like, uh, they, they turned Aegon into Homelander. So, like, this, like, this, the, this, like, fucking maniac who's a rapist and who, like, all he wants is, like, love. Where instead of just making him just kind of like a psycho who just does whatever he wants and wants to be king, it's like, oh, no, I don't want to be king. I just want to rape and cry that no one loved me. And I'm like, well, if you don't want to be king, then why don't you just tell your family, hey, I don't want the throne. Uh, I don't want it. I don't want to. Well, that, that's, that's, a, that's a thing, like, not only in real life, but also in the context yeah. of the books where it's like, uh, Maester Aemon was, should have technically become a king. Okay. And, but he didn't want to. And so his younger brother, Aegon V, in, in Game of Thrones, about 100 years before the um, uh, main series, Aegon V became the king. So it's like you can, you can abdicate and go, no, I don't want it. I don't want, I, don't want the, I don't want to be the king. Give it to someone else. Well, there's also a lot of responsibility to it as yeah. well. And he clearly know. didn't want it. He's not a competent leader. It's like this guy is not going to be a good king, and yet you're trying to say, oh, no, Rhaenyra's bad because she's a woman. Here's a better alternative. He's not a better alternative. No, He's fucking horrible. It's like what would what would have been better is if uh, if like you know if we're doing this, like, well then make Amon the king. He'd be a way better king. Mm-hmm. He's way more competent. He's not a degenerate. Like you just make him the king. But I think in the books, from my memory, it's like he, like, Aegon's not like, uh, he's not a degenerate like that. I mean, he's, he's, he's a bad guy, but like, he's not like, oh, I just, I just want to, I don't want to be king. I just want to drink and fuck. It's like, no, he wants to be king. He wants all these things. That's how, that's one of the reasons he becomes king. And so that kind of like surprised me. Um, well, he, fe- I, I felt like though he was kind of forced into it. Yeah. Cause Amon, he, even though he, um, has the qualities to probably be a better king. His whole thing is revenge. It felt like to me because he just felt like he was so upset. Well, he hates Luke, Luke Harris for taking yeah. his eye. That's the main thing. He hates Luke Harris. And, and so he obviously like wanted revenge on that. I don't think that was his entire crux of his character. I think no, was, but yeah. every time you looked at him and even, uh, a few people I know said he kind of looks scary. The actor that plays him yeah. because he has this presence of like, if you're in the room with this guy, he just looks 
kind of evil. He looks yeah. scary. I really hope they spend more time with him in the in the show too, because he's a good actor. I don't know if you ever watched The Last Kingdom, but he played a very different. I never seen that show. A very very different character in Last Kingdom. Way more timid, more shy, more humble. A good person. Very sad death scene. Like great great actor, great fucking actor. And then you see him in this, and he's just fucking like evil son of a bitch. I yeah, love, I love him. I love him. Um, I think it, he's he's one of the more interesting characters in the show. Like the two characters who I liked the most were um, Viserys and eventually Amon, older Amon. Okay. Um, he kind of almost had that feel. The pres <laughs> the presence of him almost kind of had that feel like Damien did or Damon. You know. Well, see, okay, so. Damon, in my opinion, is just this like, ooh, I'm so cool. I'm so badass. Mm. Ooh, yeah. I'm so fucking cool. <laughs> you know? And I, I just do whatever I want. I'm a fucking bad boy. It's very cosplay and it feels like it was written by a teenager. Whereas like Amon, you you get it. You understand Amon as a character because it's like, he's like, look, I'm more competent than my fucking degenerate brother. I'm I'm way more in touch with my with my ancestry with with our culture. I know more about how the Seven Kingdoms run and everything. He was really obviously into but the fact I, that he yeah. can ride a dragon. But I'm fucking. But I oh, and then he then he gets the most powerful dragon in the world, and like you know, and like he's the most accomplished out of all the kids, in my opinion. In my opinion, personally, yeah. And he's like, and he feels kind of pissed off for being stepped over because he knows he's a younger sibling. And he's also like, why the fuck is this degenerate brother of mine being king? He even says in the show, he's like, you're right. You'd be a terrible king. I'd be a way better fucking king. But mm. that's not how mom and dad want it. So fuck you. <laughs> it's really weird. Like, and, I don't he know lost, and he got his eye fucking carved yeah, yeah. out and he didn't get any revenge. So you understand why he's bitter and resentful. You also understand why Allison's bitter and resentful too. Like Allison is a pretty decent character too because it's like she, you know, um, her whole thing is just like, you know, while Rhaenyra was prancing around fucking whoever she wanted, I had to fuck her dad who was decrepit and old and falling apart on top of me and i was 14 this fucked up but i did my duty as a as a wife and a woman because that's what i was supposed to do mm -hmm. whereas my fucking friend is just a whore and yada yada and he got to do whatever she wants and she's happy and running around and so you kind of understand her resentment now here's a big thing so the whole theme of the show is is oh men are like men are bad and they cause war and this and that yada yada so in episode nine, there's a scene between Rainey's, the queen that never was, and Allison. And she's like, look, because she's like, I don't agree with the throne being stolen from you, Rainey's. I think it was stolen from you. You should have been queen, yada, yada. But you weren't because it was stolen from you. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm going to steal the throne from another woman and give it to a man. That made no fucking sense to me. It's like, in the context of this show, you should be working with Rhaenyra because all these fucking men, in, in your eyes, these toxic fucking men who hate women, they want to, you know, um, um, dethrone uh, Rhaenyra and install Aegon because they're sexist. And you agree that that happening is bad and that what happened to Rhaenys was fucked up. But you're going to do it anyways? Mm -hmm. That didn't make any sense to me. And, and I think that's one of the biggest flaws of the show as far as the writing goes. I'm just, I'm just like, you realize what you just said. Also, Rainey's could have ended the whole fucking war in that fucking scene with the dragon. When she burst through the dragon. That's you not know, in the books. That did not fucking happen okay, in the books. Okay, when I first saw that. That made before no she was sense. The, before I saw it, before um, they actually showed her on the dragon, I thought that was Rhaenyra. For some reason, I thought that she was going to be there and found out, well, they fucked me over. You know, because I'm supposed to be the queen. Yeah. And and now they're doing this, and I thought that was gonna be her, but obviously, you know, yeah, it was um, Rainey's, and she liked her armor was sick, it was badass, it was I mean, badass like, yeah, too. Yeah. And Rainey's like she could have killed them all, 
And right that would have been then. the smart, proper thing to do. Yeah, she could have killed Because if that happened in the books, that's exactly what would have happened. She would have killed every single one of them. There would have been no war, and Rhaenyra would have been the queen. Yeah. They only did that because it looked cool. It and that's cool. What, and that's what pisses me off. This was the problem with Game of Thrones Season 8, is you had visuals that looked cool. I mean, remember when all the Targaryens, or the Dothraki, are running at night? They're doing yeah. the long night scene, and you see all these, like, the flaming torches, these flaming swords. It looked cool, right? But it made no yeah. sense. It made no sense. Like, cool. So you're gonna you're gonna take the cavalry, which is not meant to fight the way that it did in the show. You're gonna launch them into the middle of the dark, the middle of the night in the dark, at a force that's like strategically makes no fucking sense that you would do that. And you literally like your entire cavalry force was destroyed over. Was this against the White Walkers? Yeah, in season. Okay, eight. that scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It looked cool, but strategically speaking, it was a horrible fucking decision to make. Okay. Also, too, like if you have thousands of dudes holding torches in front of their faces. You can't really see that far ahead because of the way that the light, you know, glares yeah. in your eyes and shit. Um, same thing with, with this show. It's like, it looked cool that, that Rainey's did that, but a normal person would go, I'm going to kill all these people because it'll avoid a war. But then the showrunners tried to go, Oh, and then well, she said, I don't want to start a war. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, but like you are inadvertently allowing a war to happen. Cause no, cause the entire family was there. If she killed all of them, that's it. it. They would have been done. It was going to basically happen because she had it set up. The dragon opened its mouth. You thought it was just going to yeah. fucking kill them all. And then it just backed off. No, she, it, it, like she honestly, she's stupid for not killing all of them. She's an idiot. That, that, that was like, like in real life or even, even in the context of the actual books, if that were to happen, no, that would have been, that would have been the biggest flaw biggest flop on her end if she didn't actually kill all of them mm-hmm. so no no it's it's although it looks cool it should have been under a different circumstance instead of like the king and everyone being there it should have been different circumstances um you're gonna do that i was though. not i was not a fan of it i wasn't like, like i said it, like um out of context it's neat but in the context of the scene it's it's a hor- it was it was a bad move um so yeah no it was just for entertainment you would say. exactly it's yeah. literally just like ooh, doesn't that look cool yeah yeah and, and they if, probably want to do as much as they gonna, can if, with the dragons. If you're going to sacrifice substance and story for cool visuals, then you can fuck off with that shit. Because that, yeah. that doesn't make for a good story. We yeah, all that's listen. True. We all know that anyone can make. You know, any any competent team of special effects artists can make cool CGI. Any any good director can make something look cool. But not everyone can make can have can write a good story. Apparently, can can tell a good cohesive story. And I think when you're sacrificing your script and the substance of your of your art in place of like making things look neat and shiny, then I think you're, you just lost a lot of artistic integrity. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was one character too that I, I didn't really like gravitate toward him, but he, he kind of switched the way he, uh, represented himself at the beginning. And the end, I'm just talking about Sir Christian because yeah, like he's a, like, know what he's a whiny him. bitch. Like he's not a likable character. And that's, like I said, this is my biggest problem with the show is it's not a lot of likable characters, but it's like you, they never confirm in the books if they sleep together. And then in the show they sleep together and then he's like, Hey, we can run away. And then she's like, I can't, it's my duty. And then he goes, Oh, fuck you. Then you slut. Fuck you. Yeah. You whore. Now I'm evil. And it's just like, really? Mm-hmm. That's once again it just makes his character less interesting and that, I feel like that's the problem with a lot of the male characters a lot of the male characters aren't written very well mm-hmm. um, because it's like you have these characters that start out pretty compelling and interesting but then they're just kind of like oh no he's just a whiny bitch oh no uh, Laris is just a pervert oh no Aegon he's just a degenerate rapist it's like oh uh, 
if I knew someone like this in real life, I would not like, but there's nothing respectable. Cause it's like one of the things about a villain, in my opinion, this is what made Tywin Lannister so interesting is that he's a very respectable villain because he's evil mm-hmm. in a sense, but he's also doing it because he, he cares about his family's legacy. He cares about his family's reputation. He cares about his family, but he's also an evil motherfucker the way he does things. But, he, but it's just like, it's like, it's like, damn, I respect him. I respect the son of a bitch. I'd kill him if I had the chance, but goddamn, do I respect him. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like having, it's, it's having respect for your enemies. And that's what, in my opinion, makes a good villain. Cersei is one of the best villains on TV. Because oh, yeah, it's he, like, you under, she's an evil bitch too, but you understand her motivation. You, you sympathize with her in some cases. You understand that she got the shitty end of the stick. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I definitely believe that uh, if there's good acting for a villain, that's great. Well, Cersei, it's not even just good acting. It's, it's yeah, good character Yeah, but I'm saying like, you know, character uh, build up. But like, you know, obviously Cersei was great. And Joffrey, you know, you wanted to hate him. He was. I mean, yeah, there was nothing respectable about him. But that's like, that's how his entire character was set up from the get go. And what made that character so, so compelling to watch is, I mean, A, Jack Leeson's a great actor. But B, like, you're like, God, when is he going to die? He, this, this fucker's untouchable. Like when he finally died, I had no idea it was coming. Like when he died in season four, you're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's dead. But at that point, Rob Stark was already dead. Like a lot of our fun, like, our favorite characters were already gone. You're like, fuck, like it doesn't even matter at this point because the next king's just gonna be another Lannister. The, the War of the Five Kings is over. So when he finally dies, it's like, fuck. Yeah, you know, it's like in real life when when real dictators die of old age. It's like, oh, they they never they never like got to, got their throats ripped out by the people. They never like uh, you know. Like Russia was never saved from Stalin. He just died of a stroke, and then Russia was still fucked up for like another fifty years. But I mean, <laughs> that's really, true. That's but that, that's Very that's true. how these things happen in real life. Um, most tyrants don't they don't get their comeuppance. They just die of old age, and that's like kind of the sad thing. Well, I also wanted we were talking about Christian now, Sir Harold. Um, was he like Harwin? Christian, is it Harwin? Harwin Strong. Um, Westerling, I think he's like oh Harold he's a, Westerling, the commander of the Kingsguard. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. was he Christian's commander? He was the commander of the Kingsguard. Yeah, because he decided that he wanted to side with Rhaenyra, and Christian <coughs> obviously wanted to side with Alicent. Um, and uh, so you kind of like have this like this war now. Obviously, we're going to get it, but you know, again, it's all about who's the heir, who's the heir, and that's what also caused this. So you have a whole side that's you know with uh Alicent and her son and then you got this whole side with Renera and Damon and uh it's, so it's tough because I, now here's here's the um the controversy that I uh, noticed in the show but I didn't know if it was in the book was what Viserys said to Alicent near the end in his deathbed because he whispered it to her now was he saying that he uh, I, I, uh it's not Amon um, Aegon. Aegon, that he wanted Aegon to be. Are you actually asking the question? Yes. Oh, Tia. no, no, that's not what happened. So, so, so he didn't say that. No. So he, what he was telling Alicent and what he, who he assumed was Rhaenyra, he was saying, Al, Al, uh, he was being like, Rhaenyra, you are the one. You are the prince that was promised. Aegon's dream, because you know, in the first episode, like it's like Aegon dreamed of a war, of a war between life and death, mm-hmm. and he prophesied that uh prophesied rather that um uh the savior would come from our family lineage and so in his delirium and 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 whatnot and he basically assuming that Rhaenyra was Allison or Allison was Rhaenyra he's like Aegon his dream you 
you are the one. You are the one to save us. So how Alicent interpreted it was, it is my duty, Alicent, to tell everyone that Aegon is the rightful king that will save the realm. Okay. So from she this misinterpreted weird, it. This, yeah. So it was a misinterpretation, which once again is Shakespeare. It's neat. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think in the books, it was literally just... He died, and, and they went. No, fuck it. No, we're, we're gonna make we're gonna make Aegon the second king. Fuck it. But this is what happened in the book. Yeah, okay. in the book, I think that's what happened. But in the show, I like I like the more like interpretation of like there's a misunderstanding. I really like that. It's very Shakespearean. It's it, that, that's some of the good writing. It's just like okay. you know, like 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 I said, that scene and then the scene in the last episode where uh, Aemon kills um, or Vagar accidentally kills Lucerys. It was it was a misunderstanding. It wasn't supposed to go down this way. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that very much. I like that interpretation of things. I was fine with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, like I said before, so it seems like you, you think the the writing of the show is a little bit lazy. I, I think it's very, it was very poor. Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, there was I, a I, slow buildup. We can say that. I, I agree. There was a slow buildup to the show. Yeah. Um, I, I, there was obvious callbacks to the game of Thrones, especially with the, the night King or the white walkers. Or something. Do you remember that? We were talking about that before. They well, mentioned it, something about something about a threat that was up north. Yeah, I just talked about that. That's, okay, that's, sorry. That's what that's <laughs> what that prophecy was. Because it was yeah. just sitting in my mind. But the, the thing that it's, I think it, in a way, it did establish its own character. Well, I, I the identity guess of them I don't and, know if this is actually in the books. I haven't read Fire and Blood yet. It's one of the newer Game of Thrones books. Um, but I think George R. R. Martin is confirming that. Yes, one of the reasons Aegon conquered the Seven Kingdoms is because he believed that his family or himself even was the prince that was promised and that they must fight the White Walkers. Okay. Um, you know, so they must be there when the fight happens. They, they, are, they, are, the, they are the ones destined to save the world. Because the, the Targaryens are known to like have a lot of like prophesied like dreams and shit and fever dreams and see the future. Like uh, in... In some of the books, um, there's a character named, uh, I think her name is, I think her name is Rainies or Danies, the dreamer, she's okay. called. And she is the one who dreamed the doom of Valyria because the Valyria, because uh, the Targaryens are from Valyria, right? And uh, one of, one of the, one of the Targaryen children was like, you know, I, I've dreamed the destruction of Valyria. And so Targaryens went, we're getting the fuck out of here. We're getting out of Valyria because this place is going to explode and everyone's going to die. And no one listened to them. They're like, you guys are nuts. Fuck you. Get out of here. And so they fled to Westeros. They fled to Dragonstone. And then what is it? They said like soon after Valyria exploded. And so it's it's common in the amongst the Targaryens for them to prophesy dreams. Mm-hmm. Prophesize dreams. Sorry. My grammar's not on point today, folks. Sorry. <laughs> but um, What is it ever? It's true. I obviously you know the names so. of the characters more than I do. But I mean... <laughs> now that I remember, like, you know, Amon killing Luke and everything like that. So I think um, you would agree with me that in a lot of ways, the source material is close to the book. There was a slow build up to in the show, uh, you know, as a whole. Now, um, do you feel like watching this show that the show needs to break away from its predecessor predecessor predecessor. <laughs> like I guess your grammar's not great either. Today. I know it's not, it's not great. You're actually bleeding onto me. <laughs> there um, you go. So to game of Thrones, basically, do you feel like this show should step out of its, the shadow of that one? Or do you feel like it's too close to it as far as like, well, I think that it was a risk bringing back a game of Thrones show after what happened season eight. Like it's a pretty general consensus amongst most people that Game of Thrones season eight was garbage and it ruined the show. 
most people I've talked to, like a vast majority are like, oh yeah, it was shitty. The only one who says it was good is a buddy of mine who was stoned when he watched it. And he, he admittedly is like, yeah, <laughs> I don't really remember. I was high the whole time. So I was like, oh yeah, so you don't fucking, you don't count. Um, but most people have said it sucks. And so bringing back House of the Dragon, I was like, I knew it, it sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be D&D. Um, Benioff and, and, and Weiss. I knew it wasn't going to be them, but I'm like, eh. I've said this before that HBO doesn't have a great track record for ending shows. Like, like all the most, we season, talked about that. Yeah. Most season finales of a game of a HBO show are not good. Um, or they're controversial, but I think, I think it was way better than season eight of game of Thrones. Absolutely. Oh, obviously, oh absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, obviously because game of Thrones was just overall game of Thrones before seasons like five and six, was a better show than House of the Dragon. I think I said this before. I was watching, in juxtaposition, I was watching Game of Thrones season one while watching House of the Dragon season one. Were you comparing the two? I was. And I'm like, like, this is way better written. It's way more entertaining. The characters are way more three-dimensional and fleshed out and more interesting. Like, it's not as droll and dramatic and, you know, like, doesn't take itself so seriously. Like, it's just like... Yeah, there's scenes that are serious, and then there's scenes that are like, hey, look, normal people are having normal conversations about the weather, about the food they ate, about the women or they, they fucked or whatever. It's like, you know, like normal people do. Normal people, they, they chit-chat. They, they, you know, they just, they, they talk shit. Whereas in this show, like, everything was just like, no, important dialogue here and there and insert here and there. Everything's important dialogue. Everything is drama. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it is a better show than... Game of Thrones season eight. I overall, uh, if I had to like scale a one to 10, I'd give it like a six. Okay. You're talking about the whole entire, the season. whole entire season. Okay. I'd give it like a six. Um, I'm not looking forward to season two, but I suppose I'll watch it. Well, you definitely will watch it. I mean, yeah. knowing you, but it's obviously to you better than, is it better than rings of power? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Um, and that's, that's, it's funny. Cause I just said that like, House of the Dragon had a lot of writing issues, but dude, nothing tops Rings of Power. Rings of Power is bad. It's yeah. really bad. I only seen one episode of Rings of Power. That and, was and, and you couldn't even get through it. I know. I remember. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's I, I. So I finished it. Okay. I, I finished it because I already knew the ending. I knew how it all ended. Uh, it's kind of like when you finish something or at least when you watch the first episode in a lot of ways. I mean, I judge it from the first episode and I had no desire to finish it. You know, because in a way, even if it was bad, I didn't want it. And I said this word before in our um, uh, episode one uh, review. I didn't want it to taint my view of, you know, uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And with Game of Thrones, besides the last season, um, I didn't want this show to taint that as well as as taint the series (laughs) as well. But I didn't feel that with this show. But it did very. It did have a slow buildup, like I mentioned earlier. And again, so you will watch the the, the next season when it comes out. You know, it's going to be obviously the Dance of Dragons. Um, I don't know how many seasons they have planned for the show. You only can do so much. I feel like they can only really squeeze in maybe one more, maybe two, maybe two more seasons. Okay. But I I don't feel like they can do much else besides that. Because you're saying how this season should have been focused on like them as the, as the young cast. I do. I do. And then think the next that season should have been focused on what we saw. I think you could have had more character development that way. And you could have fleshed out the story a little more, but then that would, that would drag the series on to like maybe four or five seasons. Well, what would be the cliffhanger? There's gotta be a cliffhanger at the end of 
season one if they uh, just maybe cast. maybe Kristen Cole beating that guy to death. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Because Rhaenyra's the the older actress, you know, you she's looking at the screen and like she's just like full of hate in her eyes, and you just so yeah. oh well, fuck. You, yeah, you know, it's like oh here comes the war. Here yeah. it comes. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. I, I really liked Millie Alcock. Millie Al Alcock, however you say her name. I really liked her as Rhaenyra. Um, I was sad to see her go. Uh, but um, Millie Al Millie Millie Alcock, Alcock, Alcock like Yeah. That. What do you what do you think though of Olivia Cook as Allison? We I've seen her in a lot of shows before. She was good in Bates Motel. She was also sort of good and um, she has one. She has beautiful eyes. Like I can't like every time she's like on screen, I'm just like staring at her eyes. She's she's a gorgeous woman. She's but, got nice feet apparently. <laughs> yeah, nice feet. You know, I'm not a foot guy, but you know, not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just because you were focused on yeah, that yeah. it's not you, but the show. Right. Um. Um. Matt I, Smith. I think well? she. I think she's a good actor. To, to answer your question real quick, yeah, I think yes. she's a good actress. She's fine. Um. Matt Smith is a good actor too. I. I. Once again, I just think a lot of like my gripes with both of their characters is not. It's not them as actors. It's it's the writing. Okay. Um, because like I said, it's like Damon. He's this bad boy, but it's just like why? And like you can. There's the talk of like, oh, well, he kind of wants to be the king. Oh, the other thing too, like he fucking chokes out Rhaenyra. That was weird. That was weird. I, that was way out of character. Because, okay, so the reason for him choking her, not to a point to kill her, right. but to be like the dominant one and be like, what the hell are you talking about? Now, this was something that Viserys said to her that he didn't know. So so in the show, we the talked- Song of Fire and Ice, she yeah, said something the, the like The Song that. of Ice and Fire is apparently supposed to be a secret amongst all the heirs of the Targaryen throne. Okay. So it's like, I think what that implied is it was basically like, hey- Dad told you this, right? Viserys told you about the Song of Ice and Fire, the secret. And he's just like, and he's like, what? And like, basically <laughs> him choking her was him being like, I did not fucking know this. So that implies, it's interesting. It implies that Viserys never wanted Daemon to be the heir. No, of course not. And they that's had why that big he never too, told him. Yeah. But even before, before he had kids, you know, before he had male children, like, you know, uh, Daemon was the heir. And he's just like Viserys, like I guess never wanted him. So, so what that brings? Okay, I don't. I think him choking her is way out of character. But that idea of him not knowing brings a lot in because it's like, oh, like even though you loved your brother very much, and Viserys always came off like he loved you and he cared about you, he didn't trust you, and he never wanted you to be king. And so it I'm creates sure. this conflict. It's kind of sad. It's it's really sad because it's always like this rejection. And now his brother's dead, and he's never gonna be. There's, they're never gonna be able to work that out. It's like, no, your brother never wanted you to be king. He always rejected you. He loved you, but he never wanted this for you. So there wasn't like a very good closure between them, yeah. even though Damon showed some sort of remorse when he uh, Viserys died. You can tell in his face, yeah. or at least the no, actor's he lo- face. I mean, you know, the actor talks about this, and, and so does the showrunners, and you can even see it in the show. Like Damon loves Viserys. You gotta remember, like in those scenes where like. Uh, Viserys is yelling at him and beating on him. Damon isn't fighting back. And there's even that scene, I think it's episode two or three, where Valarian's like talking about Viserys. He's like, hey, he's my brother. I can insult him. You can't. You watch your fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, no, Damon loved Viserys. But it's very obvious that Viserys didn't love him very much. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's I think that's going to bleed over to the next season, which is going to make for an interesting character arc. That's true. I mean, I, I definitely... But like th- I said, this show has themes that I really like. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Themes like that. But it's, it's like I said, it's execution is not great. So. And as far as the story writing goes. Yeah. Okay. It's mostly the dialogue. It's, it's mostly the dialogue mm-hmm. that sucks. I mean, I'm excited for the next season. I right. hope they yeah. don't screw this one up. I mean. We'll see. I didn't see, think they screwed this one up, but I, I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like I, 
I see it from a different point of view than you. <laughs> it's different point of view than you. I, I, it's I, funny because a lot of YouTubers who I follow, who I would expect to be way more critical of the show, love it. They love it. I'm like, why? It's not that good. It's got a lot of issues with yeah. it. You know, it's 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 like but everything's subject to opinion. You know, so it's yeah. like you can love something and I could hate it, and vice versa. Oh, it's funny because someone I know gives me a lot of shit. They're like, "Oh, you just get your opinions from YouTube." I'm like that's not true because a lot of YouTubers I know don't. They love this show and I don't. So, well, I don't believe like you believe watch it or not, and go I, to YouTube. Believe you know? it or not, I think for myself, guys. At least I <laughs> pretend to. He does have opinion. He is human after all. Yeah. You know, sometimes, but yeah. so um, with season two coming out. So uh, would you would you recommend to close it off? Would you recommend House of the Dragon? Yeah, yes, I would. But if I can say what I want to say yeah, real yeah. quick, um, with season two coming out, do you ever feel? And then I'll tell you my whole opinion about to close it out. That you're gonna give this season, season one, another rewatch, possibly? No. Okay, so it's, I was gonna honestly, I was thinking about. So doing, it's like one and done. I was thinking about doing a rewatch because as of this recording, this show's been over for like two or three weeks, I think. Yeah. And so. I was thinking about doing a quick binge watch and I just couldn't. Okay. I just couldn't. I didn't want to sit through it again. That's how you did with season one of the, of game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is different. It's game. First few seasons of that are great. Watch that shit all day. But like, yeah, this, this was not that good. Hey, rewatch season eight of game of Thrones and tell me what you think. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that. That'd be rough, but uh, no, overall, uh, um, I'll watch it when it comes out, but I'm not, I don't think I, 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 I'm not going to, die on this hill but i don't think i'm gonna rewatch season one yeah i don't think i am either maybe like somewhere down the road possibly but uh it's definitely something i i feel like i don't need to rewatch like you know i think in a whole though i definitely agree that any fan of the show maybe not the books i don't know will definitely appreciate the show but i'm sure that everyone who does um have an hbo max account and does um, love the Game of Thrones in general. They probably have already seen this, you know. And anyone that hasn't, I mean, it's like, what planet have you been on? Because the show, like you said, uh, ended about three weeks ago. There's been a lot of time to to catch up and everything. Um, see, my opinion, yeah, I, I I definitely agree that you should watch it. I don't think it's shit. It's not the best thing I've ever seen. But if you put me in a room between this and maybe like Rings of Power or something, <coughs> or then she Hulk. Or She-Hulk, exactly. I would definitely, definitely give it a watch and uh, make your own opinion, just like we have. Yeah, I I would recommend the show. Um, like I said, it's not horrible. I don't think it's very good. I think it's decent compared to what what's coming out these days. Obviously, like Rings of Power and She-Hulk, but. Uh, yeah, you know, if you like medieval shit and if you're a Game of Thrones fan, I would recommend. It seems Watching like, yeah. House of the Dragon. Oh, I've also been learning High Valyrian, too. Really? I have, yes. On uh, Lingo? Duolingo, yes. Duolingo. So, so. The, the language that the Targaryens speak, I've been learning. Give us a little bit of a... So I can know, say my name. Preview. I, I can say my name and, and whatnot. But like, Nuhabrosi Antonio Sisa. And there's not a name for Anthony, so I just threw in the Latin version, Antonio. Yeah. Antonio, so like, you know. Um, so I, know your I can say right hello. Now? I can say um, I can say hello, which is Ritzas. Uh, like I said, Rutsas Nuhabrosi Antonio Isa, Azanti Sixan, which means I'm a knight. I can also say Kirim Vose, thank you, you're welcome, which is Biar Vose, mm-hmm. and um, goodbye, which is Gerosilas. Which is funny because Vose is in Portuguese means you. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, a Karim will say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's it's obviously it's a fake language. It was created by a linguist. Um, but yeah, it's 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 fun. It's a fun. It's a beautiful language too to listen yeah, to. Yeah, it does. Um, it does sound definitely pretty cool. Yeah. Um, are you going to try to learn like as much as you can, or? I'm trying to focus more on my Spanish and my Italian these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there was a good like three weeks of just high Valyrian that I was just like just working that shit all the time. Uh, it's yeah, it's a it's a cool language, but uh. Definitely not very useful, very obviously, cool. in the modern world. Although, although maybe I can, if I ever have a family, I can teach them all to speak High Valyrian. Then we can all just be this little family that speaks this unknown language <laughs> that like five people in the world speak. I definitely think, though, not just including the show, we've been seeing a lot of fantasy shows lately, and this is probably another movement because we already know that the superhero uh, thing is kind of almost in a way dying out. It's still here. Yeah. But- a lot of people need to put their attention to something else. We've been having, uh, you know, the Sandman on Netflix. We've been having uh, Rings of Power. We've been having, you know, uh, Game of Thrones again. And now we have a new Willow series coming out. It seems like a lot of things are going into fantasy for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I mean, I think the superhero fatigue is definitely real now. Um, I know people prophesied this like five, six years ago. Like, oh, superhero fatigue is now. It's like, no, it wasn't. It was not a thing back then but especially after like after Endgame like what dude Endgame was just such a good way to end things and the only thing about like DC that's good is the Batman yeah like the modern film it's like the Batman like the Snyder versus a fucking mess I've talked about this in length it's like and then Marvel just they're just they're lost they don't know what they're fucking doing like yeah. it's you know it's it's a mess and and you know obviously I, I it's very woke and and like the only thing to come out of it that was good out of all this stuff post Endgame was Spider Man, and now true. he's gone. They're like writing him out, and so it's just like I mean, you're done. Yeah, you're fucking done. So I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm still open to seeing superhero stuff. I'm oh, not, of course, me know. too. I just feel like fantasy movies in general, or whatever we we th- they are, what's going on, is probably going to be the next big thing. I don't know because Game of Thrones, you know, House of the Dragon, these shows have a huge, huge fan base. And I'm not saying big as Star Wars, but it's almost just as big, you know, for sure. And yeah. it, it's it's like there's more shows hopefully coming out. I mean, we obviously know The Witcher, but, you know, we already have your opinions on it. I've only seen maybe like three or four episodes of season one, but they have another season or whatever. No, actually, what season are they on right now? Uh, the the season two had ended last year. Okay, so yeah. obviously the show's doing good, regardless of... Uh, I mean, it seems like because they're going to... They ever got Liam? Hats- your your Liam's- lead actor ditching out on you is not a good look. No, I know. I think the reason he did that was because we we already discussed this, but um, I just think overall on a whole, this is probably going to be the next movement. I, I yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's like, you know, you've had a lot of these shows out for a while. I mean, you remember last That's King- true. last Kingdom Vikings and whatnot. Um, I think if anything, a lot of it's fading. I th- I think like you had really? your- well, like Vikings Valhalla. I've heard is not very good. It's not getting a lot of like. Uh, critical acclaim like the first show was and like honestly the it was only like the first three seasons of vikings that were good maybe like first three or four um i feel like i don't know i i don't i don't know how long it's gonna last i wouldn't say that it's like there's a new rise i think that it's it's been a thing for a while um okay i don't know if we're in a fatigue yet but i definitely think that like house of the dragon is riding the the Dungeons and Dragons and Swords and Sex. It's, Which there it's, is a new movie coming out. Yeah, it's riding that wave. It's riding the wave of fantasy and swords and knights and shit. Um, as to if it's like creating, a, is it a renaissance of fantasy? I don't know. I don't think the show's that good to 
to bring about a renaissance of fantasy. Um, especially because like everything else is not really doing well. It's like Rings of Power like sucked and and you know Last Kingdom's over. They're supposed to make a movie about it, but they I don't I don't know when they're releasing it yet. Uh, no one's talking about uh, Vikings Valhalla. I've heard of Bar- you've heard of the show Barbarians. No, that show takes place in uh, during the Roman times and it's uh, it's in Latin. Hmm. It's in Latin and German um, because the actual Germanic language that they spoke at the time. I don't think they have enough to actually like flesh it out, but like all the Romans speak Latin. Got one more thing I, I forgot to mention during the House of the Dragons. Um, I can't re- remember why I forgot this. Um, now, at the very last episode we had of this, um, we had of the House of Dragon, we saw Damon approach a dragon. He was singing to the dragon. He was like in some sort of cave, and it looks like he was trying to get the dragon like a little bit tamed. Now, we already know he's got a dragon, right? Which is the one with the long neck and everything. Yeah. It looks actually like fucking metal i don't know what it is it just looks so evil and so metal um whose dragon is that so that's, and that's vermithor that's why a, was that, he doing that so that's vermithor it's a wild dragon i don't remember vermithor's whole story in the in the show in the books all that well um but that is a wild dragon um okay, so he's probably sleeping in its cave or something. yeah to my understanding uh a rider cannot ride more than one dragon in game of thrones because there's a spiritual connection like now now dragons can have other riders like for instance like um vagar had already had like three ride three or four riders before amund okay but the riders have to die first before a new rider can take before the dragon. that connection can... yeah but a a, a drag but a human can no longer from what i understand if a human's dragon dies they can no longer get a new dragon because there's that spiritual thing they can't bond with another okay. dragon yeah yeah so it's like rules for thee, not for me, as far as like who can ride a dragon. But and who if can they be a do rider. it in the show, then you're gonna just call it bullshit. Like, well, I know. mean, it's it's like, okay. So do we want to go into like major spoilers as to what's how the story's gonna all end? Because I know how it ends. I mean, I know that we're almost on the closing end of this episode, but because I forgot that one yeah. thing, since we're talking about the whole yeah. season, I can answer. If you can just open that up. I can for answer me a your question. Okay. So, so there is a giant fight scene between Amond and Damon that'll happen that kills both of them. Okay. Um, there's a conspiracy that Damon actually lives and he goes off with some girl he has an affair with, which I don't know, which means he, they're probably going to, he's probably going to live then. Um, but yes, there is a fight between Maraxes or Caraxes. I, I don't remember the name of, uh, Damon's dragon. Uh, there's a fight between his dragon and Vagar that kills both of the dragons and it kills Amon and Damon. Okay. So I don't. I don't remember it's kind him. Of very poetic. I know way. someone. Someone rides Vermithor. There is someone who's going to ride Vermithor. I just don't remember who it was. Most of the dragons are going to die by the end of this yeah, series. We obviously know that like, because like they've most, been extinct like, for a while. Almost all of them are going to die, and um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a honestly like it's going to be a very sad ending. It's going to be a very sad. It's not like, going to have a good note at all because yeah. we know what happens. So and you know what happens to Rhaenyra, right? No, she gets killed. Aegon kills her. Really? He burns her alive. In front of Aegon the Younger, because eventually another Aegon becomes king. Uh, Rhaenyra's son also has an Aegon. He began to become, and he's known uh, to hate dragons. He doesn't like dragons. He's afraid of them. Yeah, um, pretty and he doesn't ride dragons. Animals. Like after that, like I don't think any Targaryens ride anymore because he's just like, yeah, fuck dragons. They're awful. Because he watches his mother get burned alive in front of one, or it gets burned alive by one in front of him. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a very sad sad ending and that's that's another thing i'm not really looking forward to i'm like yeah this doesn't really have a happy ending it's 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 a very depressing story it's kind of like it's basically what caused like the fall of the target it's it's the beginning of the fall of the house of targaryen and 
You know, you know what does have a great storyline is the Avengers of Dunkin' Egg. Like that's a that's a great fucking yeah. uh, story. Um, we can talk about that another time. But yeah, I mean, we obviously know like an hour and forty minutes in. Now. Yeah, I know, but it's it's this one season, and there's a lot to talk about. We already <coughs> know there's going to be other um, spinoffs of the Game of Thrones. We yeah, know. they're, they're going to make Dunkin' Egg, which is great. I, I actually look forward to the Dunkin' Egg story because that whole entire storyline is just better. Um, and there's and there's there's more stuff already written about it. You know what I mean? And then we have Jon Snow and blah blah blah. And then blah, the blah. Snow, which okay. So in my opinion, I think Snow, the show is that's what the show's gonna be called. Snow is gonna be a way to save Game of Thrones. And this is gonna take place, like we said, after it's it's, season it's eight. a sequel to Game of Thrones. Yeah. Okay. Not based on any books because the books aren't done yet. So it's it's like uh, this is its own thing. And I, in my opinion, I think because it's like how you I mean how are you going to bring this story back without bringing back Tyrion, without bringing back Bronn, without because because uh, what's her name is alive, uh, Brienne. We like uh, fucking Drogon took off with with uh, Daenerys's body. It's like so who knows if she's going to come back to life or something. Like we don't know. Yeah. So there's there's talk that like there is a big theory. I don't think this is true, but there's a theory that the White Walkers are going to return. And Jon Snow is going to defeat them. And you're going to actually get the ending you want and blah, blah, blah. And he's going to become the king and shit. And yeah. It's a theory, but I, I don't it's know. I don't know what's going to happen. Like I said, this is turning into fucking Star Wars. <laughs> Everything's turning into Star Wars with the spinoffs and sequels and prequels. And eh. and that's just, that's just fucking the world we live in now. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, once again, the show's not bad. I suggest it. Anthony suggests it that you should give it a, give it a watch and see what you think. Um, so again, uh, we're going to close out by saying, uh, follow us on, um, Instagram and Facebook. We are, you know what? I think I'll bring, what? I think I'll bring the Twitter back. Cause now Elon really? Musk owns it and Twitter's going to start getting badass and based. So <laughs> I think I'll, I think, yeah. I think we'll bring back the Twitter here. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure if this is, we're probably going to do another episode before the end of the year. I think so. Oh, we'll probably do a few. I do a few. Yeah. I know that we probably have a few more guests we want to put on and there's yeah. quite a few things coming up. Uh, so yeah, but we're, I'm, like I said, I'm glad that we're doing this again and we hope to continue it for quite a long time. Um, but yeah, so again, my name's Jason and I'm Anthony and make sure, uh, you watch game of Thrones house of the dragon and we will see you guys next time. Read the books. You plebs are better <laughs> and read the books. All right. Peace out everyone. Holy fuck.